on Christmas. Sorry. Uh, that's probably fake news. <laughs> okay, well, goodbye. <laughs> hey, I'm Brenna. And I'm AC. And welcome to An Obsessive Nature, where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. Um, so today, we're going to talk about kind of... Um, Along the same lines as uh, some other episodes we've done, we're going to do some confessions about, uh, I don't know, our biggest writing confessions or, or what's what we're most embarrassed about or irritated about being writers yeah. that we suck at, etc. I don't know. Um, just to help people not feel so bad. I feel bad a lot for these things and I want to express myself <laughs> and tell you so you can make me feel better. Thank you. It's basically therapy. Basically therapy. Um, but yeah, because we did like, I think our second episode ever, or one of our first episodes was like our guilty pleasures and people really liked that. And I, I like being open and honest with everyone on the internet. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to make it so my face isn't like one dark shadow at a horrible angle. I mean, it's fun. <laughs> because our recording setup is nuts. Oh, and I forgot to tell you before we segue into like the actual episode, um, because last week this was our like one year podcast episode and i fucked up on the editing which is ironic um and left like 10 minutes of silence at the end that brenna thankfully caught um but part of that i guess is probably that uh my recording stopped like 10 minutes early or five minutes early and so (laughs) i just needed to like put together something that didn't feel like an abrupt end and I still had all of your recording, so I just played your recording and responded to it in a new recording. <laughs> Could you tell? Yeah, I I kind of, like, I I didn't really listen to the, like, I, I was like, hey, she said, like, bye and stuff. This is weird. I, I only listened to the last, like, few seconds, so I didn't actually know that. That's awesome. So I figured awkward. you did something, yeah. People do that all the time. It's fine. And also, I think we're going to use our new artwork for this episode for the first one, right? <gasps> Yay! I'm so, so proud of it. So that's exciting. I know, it looks great. Um, I had nothing to do with it. It was all in Eclair, so... Yay. I mean, you had a lot to do with the fact that it's, like, actually centered and professional-looking, because I... Yes, I helped with the alignment. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't see any of the problems, and there were some pretty significant ones. Once I turned the grid on, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, Yeah, I, I always, like, think, before I, like, started doing a lot more, like social media stuff I used to think that that like grids were so stupid but they're so helpful for (laughs) Mm -hmm. all that stuff anyway but apparently you can naturally see it without it yeah that's my I I don't know if that's like that's my best trait I can naturally see when things are awry (laughs) it's not a horrible trait honestly um yeah so I guess let's get into it all right so I guess um my main kind of confession that I always feel terrible about. And I think I did like a blog post about it a long time ago, but like I, the number one thing you're supposed to do as a writer is read, right? Like that's what everyone says. And it you don't necessarily need to read like everything, but read like in your genre that you're writing in. Stay up to date with like the current, you know, the current stuff that's like being put out. It's a very important to do that if you're trying to get published. Um, and I don't do that. So <laughs> I get into spurts where I'll read a lot. But even then, I don't read, like, current stuff. I'll read, like, stuff that, oh, I've been wanting to read this for so long. Um, And so I just kind of have my tried and trues, and, like, I don't really branch out. Um, Yeah. So that's just really hard. And, like, because I like to write in genres, like, the genres that I 
started writing in that are basically my books now that are so that were like huge years ago they're not really huge anymore so it's like well (laughs) yeah just kind of sucks um i do you reread at all yeah not recently but i definitely have because i think more often than not like i'm always re-listening to audiobooks pretty consistently um not always but um i'm relatively good at that but yeah reading new things well and i don't read really period um right now i'm reading some art books because they weren't available in audio and a lot of them are illustrated because they're yeah. art books um so i have to read them which is a little bit scary for me or daunting like because i bought 20 books and i was like am i going to be able to read these because i'm just such a slow reader but mm-hmm. that is definitely something i am insecure about the fact that i really I don't remember the last time I actually read a book, like, for pleasure, like a fiction book, because I just, I can't. It's so difficult. And it just, I love to draw and, like, do things while I'm listening or, like, go on walks, so it's just hard. Like, it would be unbearable for me to sit down and only read. Yeah. No, I think it's important to note, I, um... I don't really, I don't think I'm subscribed to her, but like I followed her, the blind YouTuber Molly Burke for a while, and she calls Mm. like audiobook listening reading. So I think we should say you are listening to audiobooks. Like it's not that you're not like consuming books. Yeah. Um, Because it can be hard to like people, some people don't necessarily think that listening to audiobooks is reading or that's like fake reading or whatever. And like it's still, I mean, it's, it's fine. I don't do it because I've never really like gotten into it, but I definitely should. Yeah, I think it definitely needs to be more respected than it is, and I think... Yeah. Well, and I don't know, I mean, I have to have talked about being dyslexic on this show, but... um, But yeah, I mean, if it's hard to read, yeah. yeah. It just takes me so long, and I get lost so easily, and it's... And I love books so much, like, I love to get through the story, and it's just way more enjoyable in an audio format for me. But I think, too, this is kind of a segue into... um, my next one which is like I've never written anything this is just an estimation but I've never Mm -hmm. written anything that exceeds like more than 10 pages without any jumps like I've written more than 10 pages of a story because you spend a year working on a book but I've never written like 10 consecutive pages and part of that is the um that it's just difficult for me to go through something visually versus like I need I need to just go ahead and like have someone create this software for me but there needs to be like a new type of writing software with good audio playback yeah or I mean, like yeah, a way to I... sort of summarize chunks so I can go through it because I just can't skim like I'll lose my place I just can't yeah do it. exactly I yeah I think I use for work a lot I'll use the um like when I'm writing blog posts or whatever for my actual job, I will use like the word robot voice and it's just so irritating and scary and I hate it so much. <laughs> when I can't get oh. it to work too, like for me on Google Drive. So I can't even use that. I don't that. think Google Drive has an option to do that. It has like, an extension, but I... Okay, that's what I thought. Me. I knew there was some some extension maybe, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's... It, you're right, it that sounds is frustrating. Um, yeah. I mean, that's just something that... I mean, we have the technology to do that. Like, it's exactly. not like we don't. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah. 
I don't know. There's so many different like novel writing softwares that I haven't really delved into. Like I still just use, you know, the normal word processors and folders and whatnot, but I bet you there's something or there's, I mean, yeah, I don't know. There might be like something that a lot of people like, but I don't, as far as I know, there hasn't been something that's like easily accessible. That's like widely praised by dyslexics. I need to, um, and there are some dyslexic authors that I love, but I think, I think for Jonathan Mooney, it was just like buckling down and focusing. And I, I mean, I can do that too. It's just going to take a lot of yeah, willpower. Because if I try to, like, a lot of people ask me, like my sister, my ex would always <laughs> have me um, read their writing, like proofread their papers and shit, because I'm really good at it, because I'm an amazing writer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like, if they asked me after like 4 p.m. on a weekday, I could not do it. Or if like I had to because it was due the next day and they really needed my help, I would feel like on the verge of tears the whole time because it just hurts. Um, yeah. So. Hmm. It's so interesting to be that way and then to like also be so drawn to storytelling. Yeah, I'm sure you're not alone. I mean, you're definitely. Oh, I not. know I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Now I'm just thinking. I mean, I've I know been you're not the only dyslexic pro- in the world, but you're obviously not the only oh, dyslexic yeah. writer either. So, yeah, I mean, dyslexics make up like 25 percent of the population, supposedly. I know. So, I mean, um, and who who are dumb enough to be writers? Just you. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, a lot of them feel like they're so dumb they don't ever do anything. Exactly. Drop out of high school oh and God. get arrested. Hey, <laughs> yeah. But anyways. You know, uh, people put money, you should be putting money into and voting for people locally who, like, have awareness of learning disabilities. Because right now, because the Bush family has a few, like, dyslexics in it, apparently, right? So right now, Florida and Texas have the best public education systems for people with learning disabilities. And that's insane. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. So. But anyway, do you have, do you want to talk about your next one? Yeah, I was, I mean, I guess the main one that, the other main one is not writing enough, which I guess every single person in the world can say that. Um, Mm -hmm. I just need, I'm just, I just struggle so hard with self, giving myself deadlines. Like I, when it's not pressing, I just can't do it. And it's just hard. So Um, I was trying, like I took, I'm off next week from work and like I was trying to like, I'm basically trying to give myself like, okay, by the end of this week, you're going to have this much writing done. So then you can do this next week and write all night. Like, it's just hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, For sure, man. But I think that's not really, I mean, every, I'm pretty sure every single writer in the world deals with that. So. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, Cause I think I said earlier, I've been trying to join some like art discords and mm-hmm. I forget. I'm so good at drawing like every day it's something I started in high school and it's just easy. It's routine for me and I feel horrible if I don't. So it's actually really enjoyable, mm-hmm. but the like, and I actually did it with writing for a little bit every morning. Um, but it's wild that I've been able to do that, but I cannot imagine doing it with writing. I guess I'll need to at some point. Um, yeah. It's like, it's just, it's so hard for me to, for something, I mean, like, 
sometimes I can. Other times I'm just sitting there like, because I used I used to have a couple weeks ago, I tried like starting like, okay, just write for 10 minutes a day or just do something like edit it or do something with your manuscript for 10 minutes a day. And it was just like some days I could write all this stuff and other days I was just staring at it like, what is this? And it's just yeah. so hard, but the only way I guess I if I maybe... didn't force myself, I wouldn't have those moments where I could do it. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think for drawing, I do it. I like always try to do something that I'm excited about, like color wise mm. or character wise or whatever. Yeah. I think it's also easier because I have like the more immediate access to sharing it. Cause I can like, Oh yeah, Instagram, for sure. Everything. So. Yeah, I think that's super helpful to have some sort of, you know, <sighs> I'm not going to put every single sentence I write on like Wattpad or something, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for legal reasons, if nothing else. Yeah, I don't want to do that. If I publish this thing, I'm not going to. So I guess you know, Cassandra so. Clare put Mortal Instruments on fanfiction, or the first, first draft of it, it was like a Harry Potter fanfiction. Yeah, but like so many, I think a lot of authors tell you, do not put like, stuff yeah. up that you're yeah it's not a good idea it'll be interesting if we do our uh new episode idea your new episode idea maybe it'll be interesting to see if that maybe changes something we might learn something yeah um yeah definitely to continued i'm gonna leave it vague so people are interested yeah Ooh. Um, <laughs> um yeah and i guess other other ones have to do with our fan fiction right <laughs> All of our guilty yeah, yeah, yeah. confessions have to do with fanfiction. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my basically my fanfiction was like entirely either diary entries or like idealized personal fantasies um, based on. I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you're the. You're, I'm pretty sure that's how everyone writes fanfiction, right? I mean, that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think. Some people maybe do, like, are a bit more directly inspired by the characters themselves. I don't know. Yeah. So I guess it's not a bad thing, because there are fan fictions that I've loved, and I've really admired, like, the writerliness of it. And they were probably, now that you say that, probably similarly inspired. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to, like, yell at myself for doing that, because that's what got me into writing. And, like... Right. I mean... I don't think that, like, bef I kind of talked about before, I guess, in our fanfiction episode, but, like, before I was writing, like, that super long fanfiction about Taylor Lautner, which I actually had a dream about him last night, and it was super weird. <laughs> like, I had a dream about the person who inspired a lot of my fanfiction last night, but I'm not going to say their name. <laughs> is it me? <laughs> no. Nope. Um, but, oh my god, it was, like, it was so weird. He, I was, like, sitting in between him and Pete Davidson at, like, some sort of dinner. <laughs> and, like, t like Taylor had to go, like, meet a soldier or something. Like, somebody, he had to, like, meet a, I don't know. I don't know. And then he, like, pulled me with him because he was too nervous to do it by himself. <laughs> and then, like, afterwards, I, like, talked to Pete about how stupid it was. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It was um, very strange. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so... <laughs> Mine was a lot more romantic, but that's, I mean, I guess that's part of why that, where the confessional part of it comes from, because if anybody ever found that who like knows me and they knew who it was about, I would be like devastated. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't regret it, but like, 
it's pretty like what if this book I'm writing now, which was based on not Taylor, I almost said Taylor Hutchinson, Josh Hutchinson. Um, what if somebody, what if like it becomes this huge thing and like, oh my God, what if they make a movie of this? Like, what do I do? Like, it's so embarrassing that I just had, that's my other confession is that I just found and replaced people's names in books. I do that a lot. <laughs> yeah. If I like, if I just, I mean, I've done it before where just like all of a sudden I just decide I hate this character's name and like they're not like a huge character that it matters a lot. I've done that before, but like, yeah, with, with fan fiction, I mean, I just kind of dupe. But I do know <laughs> that after like, um, after kind of it starts off, like fan fiction can definitely start off like just being your own fantasies and whatnot, but I've kind of over changing this manuscript so many times it's like these characters are totally different than like what I originally started off as and now they're their yeah. own which makes me feel a lot better about myself <laughs> I honestly feel like because stories get recycled and there's only was there's only like seven stories or whatever like yeah I'm really interested in the argument that everything is kind of a riff off of something else or inspired by your actual yeah. life and I mean that's what makes it unique yeah. to you I mean and I started I started fan fiction, like, with just stuff about my own life, too. I mean, it's not... It's something that's... I'm pretty sure, I hope, at least... You and I both do it. I hope everyone else does. <laughs> yeah. All I could think of when you're talking about replacing names or changing names is that Office episode where they find Michael's script for Threat Level Midnight, and there's, like, one dwigged left in there because he spelled Dwight's name wrong, and the search and replace didn't work. <laughs> So that uh, makes me think it's possible that one of the office writers has similar experience that that was inspired oh, by. Oh, yeah, because all of that's based on, I mean, it's so, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then another one I came up with last night was, because I was writing last night, well, I'm kind of going through, like, I, in my editing, I kind of go in steps, like, this, where I kind of will print, I'll print it out, like, my manuscript out, and then I'll kind of hand edit it, and then I'll... Like, it just helps me a lot to do that. Um, yeah. And I noticed just so many instances of, like, I don't really know what passive voice is, but I feel like I do it a lot. <laughs> and I just don't really understand it still. Like, I know it's, like, has, it basically is, like, has or have, and you just use the verb after that. Like, I don't, I still don't really know what it is. I have, I've taken a lot of classes. I don't really know what it is. <laughs> so I that's mean, a confession. Same. I've always been really bad at grammatical definitions and, like, terms and whatever because yeah. I was able to get so far with just my intuition um, yeah <clears throat> I mean so. we learned to be fair compared to like a lot of other kids like compared to um at the high school I went to there wasn't that many public school kids because all like the catholic schools filter into my high school because it's the only catholic school in like the um in kind of this area and so all of the kids that came from public school had like so little knowledge about grammar yeah but we had like we learned so much grammar and they always would say like, this is going to help you so much in high school. And I never even really thought about it, but we learned a lot more grammar than we even thought we learned <laughs> in elementary Lots and middle of school. Lots things about writing. Like I was, <sighs> the amount of times that we had to be represented how to like cite a source through high school and college. I was like, I cannot believe that people aren't being taught this stuff. I mean, we learned it in like fifth grade. Yeah, we learned. Yeah. Um, so but I think that ugh, there's, so, I mean, I, there's gotta be, I mean, there's writers that, I mean, I've seen so many in like the groups that I'm a part of on Facebook and stuff, the, there's so many writers that like 
don't even speak English and write in English or don't speak English like fluently and write in English. And there's so many grammatical things. that ha- I mean, you can still be a great writer and have all these grammatical issues. It's just, yeah. that's what an editor is for. You're the creative mind. And then, uh, but. Yeah. I feel like I should know more about passive voice than I do. Yeah. I spent so much time getting good at like uh, um, journalistic writing now that I yeah. feel like it's going to be difficult when I finally sit down to write creatively again to like get out of that headspace. Yeah, it was it was definitely hard, especially when I was doing a lot of journalistic writing because I'm I was so used to like not using the Oxford comma and like mm-hmm. stuff like that. I don't even AP know what style. the fuck that is. So. There we go. In journalism, according to AP Style, you're supposed to not use the Oxford comma, which is the third, or like the, when you're doing a list, you're supposed to not use the last comma before like, oh. and. Um, that's the Oxford comma. So yeah, I don't, it, I don't know. There's certain things definitely that having like both a degree in journalism and creative writing, like they're, ugh, it was yeah. a little I thought, oh, wonky. I thought the, you used the comma, like, <laughs> it was based on sort of if you want those last two things to be associated or not. Yeah, I think so too. But like, I always just, I would always just use it because that's what I always learned, like up until journalism, yeah. journalistic writing. But I don't know. AP style has all these weird things, and you have to always like look up and dig. Yeah, no, no thanks. There was like a specific way you had to write UNC Chapel Hill, and there's a specific way you have to write like this and this, and it's all dumb. So, you know, journalism. Mine's just the tone of journalistic writing. I don't think it's... Yeah, I mean, that too. That's hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But then again, I don't think my academic writing ever, like, fucked with my creative writing. So it'll probably be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just kind of the headspace, but... Yeah. Listen to music. That'll get you in the right headspace. (laughs) (laughs) Or sometimes distract you. It's true. I'm trying to think of it. All right, everybody go stream... Stream Evermore because, you know, Taylor Swift is an up-and-coming new artist and we need to make sure everyone listens to her music. <laughs> um, sure. I'll just let Brenna say whatever nonsense she needs to say today. <laughs> okay. Oh, I guess I can also, like, wrap up with my little um thing that I hate that we're doing this, but I'm also glad we're doing this. I felt very insecure putting this stuff together, which is crazy because I feel like we've talked about stuff of this we have talked we definitely hinted at all this it's just that yeah it's like it it is uh my purpose in life is to get anna claire out of her comfort zone (laughs) cool okay and stay in mine (laughs) (laughs) the end yeah i mean i think this is hopefully helpful to people and if you know what passive voice is write in and tell us so brenna will know write in um, send us a letter <laughs> yeah my address no is, we don't have a p.o box uh, i cannot put out my address i've been stalked once before oh lord anything you need to add for our no viewers I think, I think we've covered it thank you for for listening to us and i guess this will this will be going out i think christmas eve right <gasps> no yes christmas eve so. Merry Christmas. Wow. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Um, yeah. Yay. Hope you get the vaccine soon. I love how we like always end with a COVID PSA these days. And our political views. <sighs> All right. Happy holidays. Stay safe. Oh, it's supposed to snow on Christmas. Sorry. Uh, that's probably fake news. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, well, goodbye. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you liked the episode, feel free to give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. You can follow us on Twitter at ObsessedNaturally or email us at anobsessivenature at gmail.com. Perfect. (laughs) 